0: Please stand for the reading of God's word from Ezekiel 2, 1 through 3, 3. And he said to me, Son of man, stand on your feet, and I will speak with you. And he spoke to me. The Spirit entered me and set me on my feet, and I heard him speaking to me. And he said to me, Son of man, I send you to the people of Israel, to nations of rebels who have rebelled against me, They and their fathers have transgressed against me to this very day. The descendants also are impudent and stubborn. I send you to them, and you shall say to them, thus says the Lord God. And whether they hear or refuse to hear, for they are a rebellious house, they will know that a prophet has been among them. And you, son of man, be not afraid of them, nor be afraid of their words, though briars and thorns are with you, and you sit on scorpions. Be not afraid of their words, nor be dismayed at their looks, for they are a rebellious house, and you shall speak my words to them, whether they hear or refuse to hear, for they are a rebellious house. But you, son of man, hear what I say to you. Be not rebellious like that rebellious house. Open your mouth and eat what I give you, and when I looked, behold a hand was stretched out to me and behold a scroll of a book was in it and he spread it before me and it had written on the front and on the back and there were written on it words of lamentation and mourning and woe and he said to me son of man eat whatever you find here eat this scroll and go speak to the house of Israel so I opened my mouth and he gave me this scroll to eat and he said to me son of man feed your belly with this scroll that I give you and fill your stomach with it then I ate it and it was in my mouth as sweet as honey this is the word of God for the people of God, God. you may be seated
1: uh, well, good morning I uh, just want to thank Travis and the elders of the session uh, for their kind invitation for me to join you all in worship today and to, to preach uh, God's word., um, yeah, what a joy it is to, to be together with God's people. Uh, before we hear from what God has to share with us uh, this morning, uh, let's pray together once more time. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for gathering us here this morning, uh, inviting us into your presence. And God, we thank you for these words that we just heard. Uh, May they be words of life to us. May your spirit be here now, giving us understanding and clarity. And may there be refreshment as we hear from you this morning. Uh, We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Uh, last weekend, uh, along with Christians around the world, we all took, a, took time to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus, uh, the, the day when he conquered sin and death so that the promise of life would be, would be ours. And coming out of Easter, uh, we're not, we not only continue to savor the promise of resurrection, the promise of new life, But God has called his church to to be sent out, uh, to be able to go and tell and to live in accordance with what he has designed uh, for us and the good news that has come from Jesus. And so we are called to be his ambassadors, to represent, to speak on behalf of God. But there, there are times where this could feel like this uphill battle for so many of us because this responsibility, it it feels daunting. There there might be times where we have fear of not knowing what to say to to other people. Maybe there are moments where we, we are filled with guilt because we know that our lives are not consistent with the life that Jesus has called us to live. And so today we're going to look at this story in the Old Testament, of the prophet Ezekiel when, when he was called by God to be an ambassador, and and he too felt as though God was calling him to what appeared to be an impossible task. But we'll see three things that God did for Ezekiel that are also true for us today. Uh, so first we'll we'll look at God calls us to be faithful. Secondly, God calls, uh, sorry, God equips us with his words. And then lastly, God empowers us with his spirit. So, first, God calls us to be faithful. Now, Ezekiel, he was living in one of the darkest times in all of Israelite history. Uh, The setting is the 6th century BC, and at this time, the Babylonians have completely demolished Jerusalem. And as a result, they took the Israelites captive, sent them off to Babylon. And Ezekiel, he's part of this group that has been sent off to to Babylon. And when he is in this new city, God approaches him. And God calls him to speak on his behalf to the Israelites. In verse 3 in chapter 2, God says to Ezekiel, son of man, I send you to the people of Israel, to nations of rebels who have rebelled against me. They and their fathers have transgressed against me to this very day. The descendants also are impudent and stubborn. I send you to them, and you shall say to them, "Thus says the Lord God." Now even before the, the exile, uh, the Israelites, they were not on, on the best terms with God. They had a history of rebelling against Him committing all kinds of idolatry, just wanting nothing to do with God. And this rebellious behavior continued uh, while they were in exile. And so Ezekiel knows that this call from God is not going to be a cakewalk for him. He's being sent to a people who have rejected God, people who won't listen and probably are not going to take him seriously. And so this sounds a whole lot like a losing battle for Ezekiel. But what we find here is that God, he, he clarifies expectations for him. Verse 5, God says, And whether they hear or refuse to hear, for it they are a rebellious house, they will know that a prophet has been among them. And you shall speak my words to them, whether they hear or refuse to hear, for they are a rebellious house. So twice here, God says, whether they hear or refuse to hear. So God knows that there are some, if not many, who who won't take Ezekiel seriously. But the expectation from God is not for Ezekiel to come back with a report of how many people are now convinced that they are sinners and they need to turn from their ways and recommit to, to God. The, the metric of success for Ezekiel is to be faithful to go and speak to Israel, despite how challenging it will be, whether the Israelites will listen or they will refuse to listen. Uh, years ago, I had the privilege of leading short-term missions teams to, uh, to London and partner with a ministry called the London City Mission. And Each year, we supported a group of missionaries who were in the east end of of London, and and they all embodied this call to be faithful. Uh, When we arrived, the first day was this briefing uh, period, and and they shared with us very honestly about their challenges. They shared how many people in their neighborhood, they they were not receptive uh, to the good news of Jesus. They shared with us how conversions were not happening left and right. And so you might think, um, are are these all people who are fit for for missionary work? Well, after that time of, of briefing, we would all go with the missionaries to a local supermarket so that we would be able to get food for our team for that week. And no matter which aisle we went down in that supermarket, we always had to stop at some point because either the missionary would, would run into somebody that they know or somebody they knew in the neighborhood would say hello to them. And, and, and these were not these like superficial highs and hellos and then you just keep on walking. We, we, we stopped in, those, uh, in the aisles of the supermarket because they would have these very meaningful conversations. They would talk about how, how they and their family are doing. They might talk about a specific hardship that they've been going through that, uh, that week. They might just be um, celebrating together some good news that they've received. And so these missionaries, they, they were not disengaged transplants into these neighborhoods, but they committed to becoming real neighbors who know and are known by the people around them. And so these missionaries, they embodied this call to be faithful, to to love God, to love their literal neighbors. But sometimes the call to be faithful it, it always it's not it's not easy all the time. You know, for, the, for, the, for these missionaries in London, uh, their neighbors might be open to conversation, to relationship. But when it came to conversations around Jesus, there was a, a bit more reluctance. And, and that was certainly the case for Ezekiel. But we find that God didn't leave him with the call to be faithful, but he also provided Ezekiel with useful tools. And we'll see that, secondly, that God equips us with his words. Uh, In verse 7, again, in chapter 2, God says, You shall speak my words to them, whether they hear or refuse to hear, for they are a rebellious house. But you, son of man, hear what I say to you. Be not rebellious like that rebellious house. Open your mouth and eat what I give you. And when I looked, behold, a hand was stretched out to me, and behold, a scroll of a book was in it, and he spread it before me. It had writing on the front and on the back, and there were written on it words of lamentation and mourning and woe. So Ezekiel, uh, he's being called by God to speak to the Israelites who have rejected, who have rebelled against God. And so Perhaps we could imagine that Ezekiel might be just filled with anxiety, you know, trying to figure out, like, how am I going to convince the Israelites to turn from their ways? But Ezekiel, he doesn't have to create his own rebuttals, his own statements, his own proofs. We see here how God, he takes that burden off of Ezekiel. He supplies him with the words to speak. God says, you shall speak my words to them. And in this vision, God gives Ezekiel in the form of a scroll, the very words of God. So the expectation for Ezekiel is not to be the the most winsome, compelling speaker, but rather to simply speak God's words. But what's interesting is that uh, Ezekiel isn't told to just simply memorize Ezekiel everything that he's received. Uh, in chapter 3, verse 1, God said to Ezekiel, Son of man, eat whatever you find here. Eat this scroll and go speak to the house of Israel. So I opened my mouth and he gave me the scroll to eat. And he said to me, Son of man, feed your belly with the scroll that I may give you and fill your stomach with it. Then I ate it and it was in my mouth as sweet as honey. So God calls Ezekiel to eat the scroll, not to just simply read and and memorize it. At the very least, Ezekiel, yeah, he needs to know the the words of God, but but God calls him to, to feed on them, to in some ways digest it, to internalize it, to allow the words of God to shape everything of his being and when Ezekiel does this he tastes the sweetness of God's word it's something that that nourishes him it's a great delight to his soul and so for for those of us who consider ourselves as as Christians uh, do, do we approach God's word in this way do we see God's word in this way when we open up our, our Bibles, when, when we hear or, or when we read God's words, um, are, are these just words on a page or do we see them as words of life given for us? Do you see how God not only wants to equip us with his words, but he also wants to feed us, nourish us with those same words? And so when God calls us to be his ambassadors, he doesn't send us out empty-handed for us to have to figure it all out on our own. He gives us tools for the job. He gives us his words to speak. And those words are also for us to fill and nourish our souls, and so as God's ambassadors, uh, we, may, we may feel at times that, that, that these situations just are insurmountable. But in those moments, God calls us to be faithful, to speak His words, regardless of the outcome. He also equips us with His words to speak. But sometimes it, it, it still might feel as though this is all just it's still not enough. Well, there's one more thing that God does, and that leads us to our final point. God empowers us with his spirit. Uh, At the very beginning of our passage, chapter 2, verse 1, God says to Ezekiel, Son of man, stand on your feet, and I will speak with you. And as he spoke to me, the spirit entered into me and set me on my feet, and I heard him speaking to me. And so when God calls Ezekiel to be his ambassador, to go on a mission of what seems to be this uphill battle, God doesn't just give him a list of instructions and then he's sent out, but God goes with him. The Spirit of God enters Ezekiel, remains with him all throughout the time. He is God's ambassador. There's one pastor who said, the God of glory and grace who calls his people to do his will on earth always goes with them as they obey his calling. He never sends without going to. He always gives you himself because he is what you need and he alone can give you what is required. When God sends, he goes to. And, and how, how do we know that that this is true? How do we know that this is true for us? Well, well, centuries later after this account in Ezekiel, God would issue a similar call for his people to to go out to speak on his behalf. Uh, After Jesus uh, resurrects, he approaches his disciples. He gives them a call to to be his ambassadors when he said, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And so Jesus, he, he gives his disciples what seems to be this impossible task. How can a small group of people be able to go out into all of the world and tell of the good news of jesus but jesus didn't stop there when he gave this call because he said i am with you always to the end of the age And so the same jesus who is faithful to follow the will of the father his spirit would go with the disciples to encourage them when their calling got difficult. The same Jesus that went went up against what seemed to be insurmountable odds, his spirit would go with the disciples to support them when they faced what seemed to be an uphill battle. The same Jesus who knew that he would come to his own, but his own would reject him his spirit would, go, would be with the disciples when they too would face rejection. And the same Jesus who ate the bitterness of God's wrath when he died on the cross, his spirit would go with the disciples so that the word of God would be a sweet source of life. And then, a little over 2,000 years had passed where the Spirit of Jesus is empowering more and more people to be God's ambassadors. And and here we are today. For those of us that are are Christian, right, do do we realize that, that we are the fruit of the original disciples taking on this call to be God's ambassadors, And do we also realize that, that the same spirit of Jesus who was with them has stayed true to his promise that he would be with his ambassadors to the end. And so we are living proof that when God sends, he goes too. And so would you consider this call that, that God has given us to be ambassadors, that, that we won't be left alone, but that the Spirit of God will be with us wherever we go. The same Spirit that empowered the disciples of Jesus, that same Spirit is at work in us. The same Spirit that convinced us that the gospel really is good news, that same Spirit is with us as we go out and tell and live and show the world that Jesus is real and that He is beautiful. And by chance, if you're, if you're here you know, wondering, where, where, where do I even start with this? How do I respond to God's call? I'm no eloquent speaker. I don't know the Bible like the back of my hand. Well, there's, there's one tool that, that each of us has. And, and that is we each have a unique and personal story of how Jesus has worked in our lives. The story of how God has rescued us, how he saved us. And so people might disagree with us that God does not exist. They might disagree that Jesus is not the Savior. They might disagree that the Bible was not truly written by God himself. But the one thing that people cannot dispute is our personal experience. And so sharing our spiritual journey, the ways that we've encountered Jesus, the joys we've experienced, perhaps even the doubts and the questions that we've had over time, Our story is a powerful tool that God can use. People might disagree with our conclusions, but they, they really can't, at the end of the day, disagree with our own experiences. And so, friends, in what ways might God be calling you to be his ambassador as we go from here? Maybe God is calling you to Uh, to be more free and open with your personal experiences about Jesus. Maybe God is calling you to to re-engage with his word, to, to read, listen, reflect, to allow his words to shape you more and more so that we become more equipped with his words. Maybe God is calling you to be faithful, to your neighbors, to your coworkers, to those that are around you, to relate to them as fellow image bearers. And regardless of how you might sense God calling you to be his ambassador, let's remember how we have this amazing promise that the Spirit of Jesus will be with us no matter where we go. And he'll be with us to the end of his age. And so his spirit empowers us to be his faithful ambassadors. Amen. And would you all pray with me? Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for how just coming, coming out of Easter and celebrating the resurrection of Jesus, how this story and event has changed everything. And to where the invitation of life and new life is now here. And your spirit has awakened us to respond to Jesus, to follow him, and to also go and to tell and to show the world that, that the gospel really is good news. And God, you know that this calling is not easy. You know that when, when we are being called to be your ambassadors, that this is indeed a daunting task. But God, we thank you that you do not leave us on our own, but that when you send us out, you go with us too. And so, Father, I pray that you would encourage us here as we consider this calling to know that we do not leave here just by ourselves. We do not leave here and needing to figure it out, but your spirit is with us. And your spirit reminds us of the sweetness of your word where we go being nourished. And being filled. Uh, So God, I pray that you would help us to consider how might you be calling us to be your ambassadors. Uh, Show us, oh God, where you are leading us to and empower us with your spirit. Uh, We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.